Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am excited as the recovery guy to welcome you to The Fix. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm always encouraged to get in front of the microphone to begin sharing with you what is on my heart and mind in terms of my personal wellness, because I've found that there are so many more similarities between you and me, people of recovery, uh, people who are looking to achieve a greater sense of self and value than there are differences. So I'm excited when something comes to my mind and is brought on my heart because I figured that it's uh, working for you or needed for you as well. So let's get this thing going today. Uh, Today's podcast is entitled Limited No More. Limited No More. And here's where uh, I got this from. There's a a quote uh, from a book. And the quote is simply, argue for your limitations, and sure enough, they're yours. Again, argue for your limitations, and sure enough, they're yours. This uh, quote comes from my most famous um, or or favorite, uh, very famous as well, um, favorite uh, authors uh, by the name of uh, Richard Bach. And uh, Richard... um, wrote uh, Jonathan Livingston Siegel, which I've mentioned before, which early on in my recovery revolutionized uh, my view of what I was able to do based on uh, limitations that I thought that I had based on my past, which was not my present. This particular quote comes from illusions, the adventures of a, of a reluctant Messiah. Again, argue for your limitations and sure enough, they're yours. So what does that mean? You know, what, what is an, what is an argument and what is a limit, right? Uh, An argument is something that you would present for something, right? In favor of something, you are going to argue that point or make a case for it. And of course, a limitation is a restriction. It's a boundary. Uh, and in this case, based on what we are able to, to do. So I, um, I found this thing uh, in a, a philosophy blog. Philosophy blog. Uh, it was an article um, that they wrote regarding this uh, back uh, uh, September 19th of 2011. So what we're going to do today is what does all this mean and and how does it relate to those of us looking to become well or deepen the recovery we have already cultivated? So we're going to focus on that and the time we have together today on limited no more. So here's what the philosophy blog says in their quote, and, and I'm going to... Um, put the link to this article in the bottom of the description of this podcast. So 
go grab that link and go take a look at it. I've read the rest of it. It's it's very good. A little bit too much content for for us today and also where I like to self-direct this conversation toward us. Here's what they say. So whatever you say you can't do, you won't likely ever try as you are already defeated in your mind. That means if you argue for your limitations, in other words, the, the things you cannot do, they will be stuck with you or you will be stuck with them. Contained within this quote is the opposite. If you argue for your abilities, sure enough, they will be yours. And, and I like that because there's the, there's the yin and the yang. There's the, the two sides of things, right? So again, if you say you can't do it or I say I can't do it, I won't even try. Therefore, I won't do it. And again, conversely, if one thing is true, then the opposite can be true as well. If I say I can, then I will try, and the likelihood is I will. So how do we, and this is where we have to take our own inventory, how do we limit ourselves or in what areas? Do we limit ourselves? You know, one of the things that I found is that when I was in my addiction and living this crazy, insane life that only made sense to me and then it stopped even making sense to me and I was the insane one, right? I was was doomed to fail And the limitations I had were placed there by my pattern of living because of my addiction to substances. Even before I became uh, chronic, um, I had limitations based on a self-image. Now, once we come into recovery, Shouldn't those be gone? Uh, I've told the polar bear story before, and and I'll share it with again because I think it's applicable here. Uh, there was a a zoo uh, that was uh, donated a polar bear for their for their exhibits, and they were so excited to get this polar bear. The challenge was that they didn't have a, a polar bear habitat. That was natural for this polar bear to thrive and for the, the guests coming to the zoo to see these exhibits, they wouldn't appreciate uh, the polar bear in their natural habitat. So the zoo decided to have a fundraiser that they would begin collecting the funds for this polar bear exhibit. So in the meantime, they kept the polar bear as comfortable as possible, but it was pretty much in a cage where the, the polar bear could go a, a few steps to the left and a few steps to the right and a few steps to the left and a, and a few steps to the right. So it was, it was rather confining. So they continued on this journey of raising funds for the polar bear. 
And the day came that they were going to have this wonderful ribbon cutting ceremony and the dignitaries of the area were going to be there and, and all of the, you know, the, the members of the zoo and the guests and everything season pass people, you know how that goes. They were all invited. They're a special guest to watch this incredible unveiling of this polar bear in their new habitat, uh, which would make them more comfortable and, and, and those coming to see could actually see a polar bear in, in some type of natural environment. So the big day came and they've got everybody there and, and the polar bear is in his cage ready to be released. And, and they cut the ribbon and they drop the walls to this cage in this beautiful polar bear habitat. And what does the polar bear do? He goes a few steps to the left and a few steps to the right. A few steps to the left and a few steps to the right. The polar bear had argued for their limitations, and even though the reason for that limitation was removed, the polar bear still lived as if they had limits. Have you ever heard that story before? It has resonated with me over the years because I was guilty of that. You know, I remember... Uh, being in Las Vegas, and I got clean and sober in Las Vegas. <laughs> if any of you are ever wondering, can you get clean and sober anywhere? The answer is yes, uh, because of where I lived. And if you're wondering if you can get clean and sober, I did. So even that answer is yes. So yes, yes, check both of those boxes. People, even such as me, as prideful and as arrogant and as as a resistant to change as me in a place like Las Vegas can not only have recovery, but can grow to be one of the most privileged people in recovery that I can ever imagine because of what has been restored to me. But I remember early on in my recovery, I remember going to my sponsor, Jack, and just saying, you know, Jack, I've 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 got to leave. I'm I'm feeling very limited here. I want to go somewhere. I know I can do greater things. I just I just need to to fly and to get away. And that's why um, Jonathan Livingston Siegel was so instrumental to me because Jonathan had to break away. He had to go fly. He had to go see what he could explore and define the limitations that his area, or in this case, the people, the other seagulls, thought he had on him. So I understand this on a personal level. Um, I was so limited when I was out there because of my behavior, which was alcohol and uh, drug-based behavior. And when all those things were gone, I was left with that limitation, right? So I needed to break free. I limited myself. I I limited myself in the area of personal regard and and self-care. I had a view of me, and so I did not take as good a care of myself as I could. I I didn't have many high expectations for my life. I put limits on my happiness. I put limits on personal and interpersonal relationships. I had limits on my employment, what I was able to do to make a living. I had limitations on myself on even how you viewed me 
or what you viewed me as. Did you have, do you have or had you some of those limits in those areas? We, we probably are alike. I, I know because we limited ourselves with those things out there and those things carry on when we come into recovery. It takes time. You know, that's why getting clean and sober can happen in a vacuum because one day we just don't drink or use anymore. But everything else is about the journey. Everything else is about exploring. Everything else is about breaking free to learning to develop over time the person that we can become where we no longer have those limitations. We no longer have the mentality that that says, I can't, but says, I can. It's like steps one, two, and three in recovery, right? We were powerless over alcohol and our life had become unmanageable. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity and, and we made a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood God. Step one is, I can't. Step two is, he can. Step three is, I think I'll let him, right? We grow from this, I can't do this, to, you know what? Maybe there's a power. Maybe that power is found in me where I can do this. And then I think I'll let him, or step three is, I'm going to begin removing the limitations, the barriers that have kept me from becoming this person I always wanted to become. And, and if you go back and listen to my, my podcast from last week on the checkup on last Friday about power words for, for personal growth, right? Personal um, empowerment, personal power, the power words for personal power and connect this podcast with that. And you'll see exactly more fully what I'm talking about. So here's the reality. The reality is we have no limits. The reality is we can go anywhere and we can do anything. We can recover. We can become well. We can become whole. We can become happy, joyous, and free. And if you're not a student of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, there's nothing wrong with that. I might not be a student of things that you've used to become well, but they work for you. If you're not, I invite you to go to a search engine and and look up page 83 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and, and you'll see it there and, and you can follow what, what I'm going to share with you now. If you are a student of the big book, uh, then this is going to be um, common for you because you have read this before, but in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous page 83 are, are what we know as the promises. Now, for those of us who who lost near all hope and found ourselves painfully lost, hearing that there were promises was like breathing fresh air after being oxygen deprived. Even like what Bill said about when he came to the understanding of, of a power that was greater than himself, that it could be his own conception, 
he talked about standing in the sunlight at last after the shadows where he shivered. So the promises for me and countless others, again, to me, it was like breathing air, fresh air after being deprived of oxygen. Here's what it says on page 83. It says, if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, if we're painstaking, if we're willing to do the work. Now, obviously, um, I am not limited, but things don't happen through osmosis. Certain things do, but most things don't. Most great accomplishments occur through practicing, through drilling, and through rehearsing, as Tom Hopkins would say, the PDR. Perfect practice makes perfect, right? You wouldn't practice improperly and expect a proper result. So we find the best possible practice, the perfect practice, and we do that. And if we are painstaking, because sometimes it is painful to go through these things through emotional discourse or, or mental tiredness or, or physical exertion that causes us pain that in the past would cause us to stop. But if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. That is a wonderful promise. I don't know where I'm at in this journey. I know that I've been on this journey of recovery for 34 years, right? If I go another 34 years, um, you know, I'll be 100. So that means I'm about halfway through right now. I can already tell you I've been amazed for a long time. But we will be amazed before we are halfway through. Would you like to be amazed? Would you like to feel that feeling of your mind being blown with what's happening in your life? You know, we are rocketed into another dimension into the spiritual realm where all of these things come to light. I remember even again, going back to Richard and, and uh, Jonathan Livingston Siegel and, and how uh, Richard uh, describes Jonathan's view from the heights that he could fly to and soar to. That's what we're talking about here. The next promise is we are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness, you know, for, for us who have lived in bondage for as long as we did and, and we didn't knew sorrow and, and there was no joy, there was no happiness, there was sadness. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. Those are the promises. We are not limited anymore. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. Isn't that crazy? You know, my past is what it was. I can't go back and change it. Matter of fact, I use my past as a pathway to help others understand that I know where you are at right now. And that is why I don't wish to shut the door on it. And also, if, if I forget my past, I could be doomed to repeat it. So I never... We'll forget where I came from 
because that adds to my sense of happiness and freedom with where I'm at now. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. How wonderful is that? To comprehend serenity, to know that I'm okay right now where I'm at. I'm no longer limited to feeling stupid, boring, and glum. I don't have to be limited anymore on knowing the calamity of life. I can know peace. The next one, no matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. Wow. I had nothing to offer before. I was so limited. I couldn't even take my own advice, let alone give any advice because I had sunk to a degree of bondage, of limitation, that I had nothing to offer. Now I'm in this place where my experience, not only my experience and what I I went through in my addiction, but my experience as a person of recovery, a person who has recovered, a person who has become well, a person who has learned how to soar to the heights of freedom and happiness and peace and joy and fulfillment and contentment that others can benefit. Again, I talk about becoming the best possible version of me so I can be more equipped to help others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. I'm no longer limited on what I can do and the value that I bring. I am not useless anymore. I am full of value. I am full of uses. I am full of the ability to help myself and others. And I no longer feel bad. The shackles of of guilt are gone or that poor me no longer exists. I am now free. There is no limit on how good I can feel about where I'm at and where I want to go. The next one says we will lose interest in selfish things and we will gain interest in our fellows. I am no longer limited on how I regard you. I don't have to worry. I'm not limited anymore because of what you may be achieving in relation to what I have. I used to be limited in that. And now that is gone. It is no longer about me. It is about we. I gain interest in you. I care about who you are and where you are. Self-seeking will slip away. I love this. It will slip away, making it only about me because there's enough for all of us. And I just want to appreciate what we have together. Because self-seeking is all about a selfish and self-centeredness that always puts me before you. Now I'm going to get everything that I need 
in my life. And I don't have to put me before you to get it. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Boy, that is an understatement. I view everything differently regarding my life. Again, as as it says in the previous quote, you know, conversely, I can do everything, and so I do. My whole attitude has just done a 180. I'm not afraid to look at the other side of the coin anymore. Matter of fact, I'm encouraged at every opportunity because regardless of what happens in my life, negative-wise, I flip that coin and I see a reason to look positively on it either by it not being real or knowing that even if it is real, there could have been something more challenging ahead of me. Fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us. I love that so much. I don't, I don't have a negative regard toward you or what my financial position will be. Because I work for what I work for and I have what I have. And I'm not afraid of you getting in the way of that. Because at the end of the day, it was never about you in the first place. You were never my reason for not achieving. So I'm no longer afraid of you. I care for you. I embrace you. I want to be a part of your life and your wellness as we unite together. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. I love what is being brought to mind and my heart as they are now in alignment. How I used to be left with confusion over not even understanding why something went sideways. Now I see it either when it does, which allows me to avoid it and go another way or understand it from an internal standpoint of what I might have done wrong or incorrectly to correct it to have a different result. And if it's something that I shouldn't have done in the first place, then I back away from it and I go in another direction. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Because I was powerless. I came to my rope's end based on self. And when I reached out to God and took on his power and his authority and his mercy and his grace, according to the plan of recovery that I follow, according to the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and my faith, as a Christian, I suddenly, and it was like a light that went on again. I've already said in this podcast that we are that we are rocketed into another dimension. I realized it was an epiphany. Here I am. God did this for me, not to me in my negative sense, in my negative life, but he did something for me in my recovered life. And I could not do it alone. 
It goes on and says, are these extravagant promises? We think not. They're being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. Are you ready for this? They will always materialize if we work for them. Ladies and gentlemen, I am limited no more. You are limited no more. As a community, as a recovery movement, we are not limited anymore. We have stopped arguing for our limitations. Again, argue for your limitations, and sure enough, they're yours. Let's stop the arguing for what we can't do and realize all that we can do. We are in the midst of a miracle that says we can do all things. We can do all things. We are no longer limited. You are no longer limited. Tell yourself you are no longer limited and you are not any longer limited. The choice is mine. The choice is yours. The choice is ours. If you could live a life with no limitations, then why wouldn't we live that life? It makes no sense to limit our life anymore. We are limited no more. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your continual support. Thank you for going to recoveryguy.org. Thank you for visiting patreon.com forward slash recovery guy to see how you can support our recovery movement. My name is Robert and I am the recovery guy.